Welcome to the DC Tweet Team Podcast. I'm Jonathan Osmond, and I'm with Maurice Hawkins as always. And this week, we're joined by Mel, Mel Ferris of the dynamic duo that is Girl Chat Sports. Follow them, there, follow them everywhere. You follow things such as Instagram, Twitter, I guess, what, Snapchat? Do you have a Snapchat? What? What? Where are you at? Are you on MySpace? Like, <laughs> yeah, where MySpace, can we find Girl Chat Sports? <laughs> um, you can find it on any podcast platform that you listen to. We're on YouTube at Girl Chat Sports where you can watch our show because I firmly believe we are better to watch sometimes and to see our antics and just to hear them. Of course, Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook, we even have a, a girl chat sports group on Facebook. So feel free to join. Ooh. And um, yeah, you have to be a girl to join. You do not have to be a girl to join. We have a lot of guys in our group. You know, the th- funny thing about girls that love sports, it's not just that we're looking at colors of jerseys we're not just looking at although i will admit i do love arms so i do have an arm segment sometimes but (laughs) um you know it's about guys that enjoy being able to banter sports with women too because we can put up our own and and, you know guys get intimidated they're not very happy when a girl knows as much if not sometimes more than them they get that little ego bruise Who, who are these buffoons show them to me (laughs) <laughs> I will start tweeting them your way from now on. How about that? <laughs> How about that? I, I, I'm a huge fan of women who know sports. So, yeah. you know, we need more women to know sports, you know, because then I don't have to battle women when I want to watch the games all day on Sunday. They understand why my whole Sunday is dedicated to watching football. So we um, need more women to know <laughs> football. In Look, particular. Maury, some of us enjoy watching Lifetime movies. That's me. <laughs> Okay, Uh, especially this time of year. This is when it gets really good. Uh, I just watched one last night where the husband did it, as they (laughs) all do. So (laughs) let's go ahead and get let's jump right in to uh, we're going to look ahead because we're going to talk to, of course, Mel's with us because we're talking the Seattle Seahawks. She's a big Seahawks fan. She's wearing a throwback hat as we're doing this, you know, on her, on her schedule that we're, we're like at three in the morning. So the fact that she <laughs> got herself up and put on a nice hat, um, but Washington is four in six after two wins where Taylor Heineke, the living legend, I, Mo Mel, sorry. Your your That's co-host is Mel is Mo. Yeah. Uh Mel. It's a tongue twister, I know. Sorry. Is. How lucky are you that you get to live in a time that you get to see Taylor Heineke take the field and play football? <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've been I mean, I'm not gonna say my age, but I've been in a time where I've seen a lot of the WFT quarterbacks play throughout these many years. Yeah, there's a so. hundred of them. <laughs> Yeah, I mean you're 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 right up there with you know the Bengals or the Browns. So it's rude. That is rude. <laughs> That's a bad company to be in. That's true. <laughs> hey, so, he's a good. He looks. He's a great kid. And like you know, I've you know we read up on him. Of course, he had a great game. You know, these last two games of his. Anyone that can beat Tampa Bay is a, is is a is a, a leg up in my book, but, um, you know, like I think it mentioned, uh, he had kind of, um, you know, styled some play after the, the infamous Russell Wilson with his mm-hmm. passing and uh, footwork. So it's nice to see a lot of these quarterbacks that are coming up, being able to play kind of those dual roles. Absolutely. He is the, uh, so Washington right now is the 11th seed or uh, for the seventh playoff spot. You know, this is, you know, we finally get the expanded playoffs. Uh, the 49ers right now are in that seventh spot, a third wild card after the Saints lost on Thanksgiving uh, to the Bills. And right now we've got the Eagles are in the eighth place with five and six record, and they play the Giants today. So I, I think we're, we're all, all of us NFC East fans, we're all kind of rooting for like a tie because, I mean, who cares about the Eagles and the Giants stink. Like they're, they're horrible. Um, yeah. But we have to talk because I, I heard, I saw one of the Giants prognosticators yesterday saying, what if the Giants went all in on Russell Wilson and gave you Daniel Jones, who we can all agree is amazing. 
And so if you got Daniel Jones uh, and then and got all of the picks, I mean, wouldn't what, I mean, we're setting up for a new dynasty, right? Doesn't that get you so okay. excited? Not really. So we're seeing how well Daniel Jones does without a running back, right? Because he hasn't really had he a great running, running back. back. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, we, we see how well the Giants are doing with him as their running back. And, you know, Seattle is infamous for having running back issues, as we are this week on Monday as well, as we were in the playoffs two years ago with the Dallas Cowboys when we had we were on our fourth string running back. We can't seem to keep them healthy, so I don't necessarily uh, need another quarterback who maybe can run, but if we, we need a strong offensive line and running back first. So, hey, if Daniel Jones wants to – I'm not opposed to Russell leaving. I love Russell Wilson. I have my own conspiracy theory as to why he hasn't been doing well. Um, but I, I'm a fan of the Seahawks. I'm not going to leave a Seahawk nation and 12th man just because Russell decides to get up and go. Hey, you know, it's part of the game. When you're a real fan of the sport, you know that uh, your, your, your quarterback may leave at any time or your favorite player may leave at any time. So the Panthers are in ninth place, five and six. They're up against the Dolphins. The Saints, of course, um, are falling to 10th. And then we're sitting at 11th. You know, our next opponents, we play the Seahawks Monday, then the Raiders, uh, who which we'll talk about at the very end. Uh, the Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. What a, just a slate. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we have Dallas, who, of course, lost on, Thanksgiving America, you know, that was the most watched game, a uh, regular I season game because America loves to watch the Dallas Cowboys lose. That's, that's really what it comes that's down it. to. That is an American tradition. Carbon yeah. to a tradition unlike any other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm with it. And I think the other thing too, is I don't even know when the last time the Raiders are played on Thanksgiving, like ever. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, you know, there's a big wave right now, you know, being in Las Vegas, you know, that's our, my home, I guess you could say, quote unquote team. So there's a lot of hype between them. Plus, here's the deal. We're, we're just getting slightly through a pandemic. People are able to join with family and friends again. And I think just watching Thanksgiving football is where it was at. That's what people were doing. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, I agree. We're not yeah. going to put it on the Cowboys. That's for sure. It's not yeah. because of that. Well, it, 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 clearly nobody wanted to watch the uh, nobody wanted to watch the Lions and Bears. No, uh, no. no. It's, like, it's like, can we put together the worst matchup on Thanksgiving Day of all time? <laughs> and right, that was like the number one pick. A, a game that almost would have been only on radio. Right. Um, yeah. Does Dallas survive to win the NFC East? Who's that directed to me? Either, either one. Take it. Grab I'm, bag. I'm going to defer to our guest and then I'll, I'll chime. <laughs> I mean, if I were to speak as the, the Dallas Cowboys hater that I am, I would say no. Um, if they play like they were playing against the Raiders, who I don't think were playing at their best either and lost, I, I don't think they will. But the thing is, is that they play you got. I'm not trying to say it's the Washington football team, but they're playing you guys twice. I'm sure. Do they have the Eagles twice too, just like you guys? Or I can't remember what their schedule is like. Dallas. So Dallas plays the Saints football team, <laughs> Giants football team, Cardinals, and Eagles. So they think they've already played the Eagles once. Uh, yeah. yeah e Eagles, I mean, plays, Eagles has the easiest path to, uh, to, um, uh, they still play the Giants in the Jets. I mean, yeah, I think the Saints and Cardinals will probably give them their best run for their money. Um, but, but who's the you quarterback know. of the of the Saints? It's Simeon. Simeon. Oh, Simeon. That's not right. His parents hate him. Okay, so. There's a couple good jokes around his name. We'll just say that. Yeah, I love the fact that that man has made more money playing so poorly. You know, <laughs> Trevor Simeon. Because wasn't he the one that was traded to like, he was at the Broncos. He had traded to the Texans. He had traded to the Browns. And they got traded back to the Broncos or some nonsense. Like, yeah. And, all and time now you're starting played, nope, for the Saints. He, it, it, yeah. <laughs> like, and the whole time he, he 
made no money or, or played nothing and made all the money. Like, I love it. He's the new Brock Osweiler. Exactly. Oh, yeah, Brock Lobster. Yeah. Wow. Maybe that's what he I was got thinking paid of. for nothing. I think that, you know, probably the safe money would be on Dallas winning the NFC East, given their position right now. But they've played so poorly. And the Eagles, you know, are looking really, really crisp right now. And, and like you uh, commented early on, Jonathan, um, they have the easiest path to winning the NFC East. And I think that um, their quarterback, Jalen Hurts, um, he is like, I mean, he presents a, a, a number of problems of being a passer and a runner. I mean, he just like devastated the Saints last week. I mean, he was doing crossovers like he was Allen Iverson against the Saints defense last week. I was like, Jesus Christ. So I know a lot. I know like the media and the pundits of the world, uh, you would say Dallas, but I think Philly has a really good chance of, of getting in there as well. Because I think there's a few more losses for the Cowboys. I think they'll split with us. Um I think they got to play Philly in Philly at the last game of the season, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, keep an eye on those Eagles um, potentially winning the division. Who do you think will – like, will we know the NFC East winner is by week 15, 16, or 17? The last – the last – the last. You weekend, think it's going to come down to the very last week of the, of the season? I think it's going to come down to the very last weekend. What I about do. the West? Mel, because you're up there. I mean, you've got the Rams. You've got the 49ers who shouldn't win, but then sometimes do. You've right. got your team who, I, you know, I saw that they're, they're uh, uh, DK Metcalf's tweeting out seven in a row. Okay. Uh, I need DK to change his hair back to a different color because the current it, color is not color. working. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I think it was purple. I don't, I don't know if it just fades over time with washes, it's but hard. it's definitely it's not that. the right color. Um, at the moment, I, I'm all for DK getting getting seven in a row. I just, you know, we've got a playing the Rams. You know, a couple we got to play the Rams another time. We got to play the Niners. I mean, it's just our conference is just and the Cardinals too. Even though you know we we did all right against them, but we were playing against Colt McCoy. Like, what happens when Kyler Murray comes back? You you guys lost to Colt <laughs> McCoy. Now, first of all. Uh, the last time that Washington won a Monday Night Football, Colt McCoy was oh, a quarterback. So there is nothing to be like the fact that you lost to Colt McCoy. That's just what he does. He is basically the best quarterback in the NFL by far. I'm just going to put it out there. We all know it's true. So he's the any given Sunday quarterback <laughs> of the NFL. And well, here's the funny thing. When I saw him in college, I was like, you know what? His parents knew he was going places like to have the name, the name Colt, Colt McCoy. Yeah. Like, you know, your kid is going into the league, whatever league that is, whether you baseball, football, whatever he's making it. And look at that. Or it could have been an epic fail. He could have been a shoe, a shoe salesman. Right. I mean, he, he's like the winningest. Uh, quarterback in like Texas history or so uh, Texas high school history or some <laughs> nonsense. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's beloved. Big time. So Big you time. ran up against the buzzsaw, which understandably, you know, <laughs> I would want to play Colt McCoy. So look, Washington though, can win the NFC East, which is wild. Um, if all they really need to get, uh, I was playing with one of these, um, you know, when these uh, schedule, uh, you know, playoff scenario things. And it turns out that if you, you kind of formulate it the right way, uh, Washington only needs nine wins to get to the playoffs. And if Washington wins out and they finish 11 and six, which would be like, I mean, I think we would all start burning mattresses in our front yards. Like we, uh, like we're still in college park. Um, if they finish 11 and six, they win the NFC East. Like there's no other way like Dallas, even if whatever Dallas does, they can't win it if Dallas, if a Washington gets to 11 and six. However, if we just get the nine wins and they split the Cowboys in the Eagles matchup, um, and then they finish like nine and eight or whatever the new record would be. Um, they can't make the playoffs unless Dallas beats Philly. And then that would send them to the seventh seed. So there are a few different ways that Washington can still get to the playoffs. But it, so even if they don't lose today, it's not like the season's over or tomorrow. It's not like the season's over. But I mean, look, if they go seven straight, like DK Metcalf is hoping that the Seattle Seahawks do, 
I mean, they control their victory. They, they, they really control their destiny, and that'd be kind of fun to see. Uh, Washington yeah. has this history of, you know, in 2012 with Robert, um, you know, uh, all the way back in 05 with Joe Gibbs. It's five in a row. We can't go. Um, you know, like uh, uh, Gibbs in that season, um, which always is what's interesting about Seattle is every time we ran into Seattle back in 05 and back in 2012, that's where all of our yeah. dreams went to die. Yeah. Out here, a couple, out here too, for I think majority of those games. Yeah, it was. So hopefully yeah. that never happens again. Uh, <laughs> I am tired of seeing the Bucks in the playoffs, and I'm tired of seeing Seattle in the playoffs. I'll play just about anybody else. We already beat Tom Brady, so I think he's probably scurred at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Let, let's He's allergic on. to cold weather now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, you don't want to play us at home for sure. We don't have a, yeah, well, we definitely would play down there. Uh, let's move on um, to kind of a news segment because uh, on Friday, uh, w- which was the 14th anniversary of Sean Taylor's murder, uh, the team announced that they are going to unveil a memorial to Sean Taylor's honor at FedEx field and more details will come uh, following his birthday on April 1st, 2022. I think they're still trying to figure out if uh, Jackson Mahomes is available to dance at the unveiling. Um, any thoughts on the Sean Taylor Memorial? Too long. It's taken him too long for this. Why did it take 14 years? And why do you have to wait until his birthday this year? Like, I don't know. I think they're trying to clean up the, um, the, uh, the social media disaster that was that a ring of honor induction for Sean Taylor and rather retiring his number um, that seemed really ham hocked and jack legged by a lot of the fans. So I think this is a way of getting a do over um, with the fans um, by having this memorial there. I mean, I think they've discovered, you know, how revered Sean Taylor is by the Washington football team fan community and it probably should have been planned out a lot better. Um, there was some conspiracy theories, people saying that it was a diversion from a lot of the uh, bad press that the team was receiving, namely the owner. But um, I think it gives them an opportunity to, to clean up and do it right uh, with a memorial unveiling. So we'll see what comes out from the team um, from that. Yeah, I think I just saw here on Twitter that the Porta John company where they took the video or they took the photos of the family, uh, they're in. So they're going to say whenever... Uh, whenever the unveiling is, the Portage John Company will be there for the family to take another picture. <laughs> I hope they get it right this time. It feels like this is the way you do it, right? Like, yeah. I will be at that game. Whatever game it is, uh, well, with the exception of next, around my birthday, I will be at that game um, because I think fans want to see that. Like, we saw last week with, like, Rivera here in Carolina, how many fans came out and we're cheering for Ron Rivera that were Carolina fans because this was a way that you could say goodbye to a revered coach. And, um, you know, cause he was fired at the, you know, the following the game they had with us. Um, it's not like fans could say goodbye. It was just kind of like, it was the first time he could return. And it was funny because Rivera said when he walked out on the field, he almost went to the Carolina bench. Like he, <laughs> he had muscle memory said, go that way. Uh, cause they're cheering for me. And this is what I do. Um, so I, I think, I think it's the right thing for them to do. I think they're getting it right. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Jason, Wright, The president to have to kind of fall on the sword on that one. Cause I, I personally believe that that was not all in his doing to do a mm-hmm. memorial last second, uh, you know, but at least, Hey, they got their, he got his name spelled right. Unlike what was it? London oh, Fletcher wow. when they put <laughs> London Fletcher up and, and they got a London Fletcher. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. All right, uh, Logan Thomas uh, has been practicing all week with the offense. He looks like he'll be ready to come back active. Uh, Maurice, what do you think the impact Logan Thomas will have on this game versus the Seattle Seahawks? Uh, a, <laughs> she's going to get us back for that. Just, you see gonna, how he snuck that one in, too? I did. Yeah. I did. He's going to get us back. He's going to get us back. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Um, I think that. The biggest impact of Logan Thomas being back will be in the red zone. It will give Taylor Heineke a reliable red zone target, uh, a reliable um, possession 
um, receiver. Uh, we should see improved production with our blocking in the running game. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, Logan Thomas, he's he's an unsung hero for this team, man. He he did a lot of damage. And if you remember last year when we went on our run to win the NFC East, Logan Thomas figured heavily during that run. So to get him back and we can keep him healthy, that's just another weapon for Taylor to have at his disposal. But also uh, free up some pressure on te- on uh, Terry McLaurin. Um, because teams will have to key in on two, you know, pretty solid targets opposed to just keying in on, on McClellan right now. Absolutely. Um, we also saw Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel was not on the side field this week. He was actually practicing with the team. And uh, it was also revealed by John Kyle of ESPN that Curtis Samuel did, in fact, have surgery over the summer. And so I think many people had speculated, like, why did they let this guy with this injured groin? Why, why is he this whole time, uh, you know, not had gotten surgery? Why has he not been on IR? And it turns out that he had surgery. Um, so who knows if it was the surgery that was causing him issue, if it was the lingering effects of COVID still causing him issue. Um, but do you think Curtis Samuel plays on Monday night football? I'm I'm skeptical of that. I'm just skeptical of that. You know, he's he, you know, he hasn't done well all season long. You know, my Spidey sense said, let's let him get back to full strength, you know. Um, but again, the trainer's no better than me. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, let's do a injury report update because I have them all here for <laughs> Washington and Seattle. And uh, out for Seattle, and 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 Mel, it's a long uh, list for Seattle. It's, good it's a long list. Now, I mean, it's we're just... not accustomed to. A long, I mean, we 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 know long lists, right? Like usually this time of year, yeah. especially a few years ago, it was like every offensive lineman was always on the um the injury report. So for Washington, out Sam Cosby will be out. So we'll back up. Uh, or I guess starting center, uh, Tyler Larson. He was injured, of course, last week. Um, doubtful is Ricky Seals Jones and questionable is Adam Humphreys and Curtis Samuel. That's the best he's been all week. Um, and it looks like we may see Shaka Tony uh, in there as defensive end, replacing um, uh, Montez Sweat. Now for Seattle, Trey Brown is out. Travis Homer is out. Uh, Jamerico Jones is out. Damian Lewis is out. Now, those two are starters, right? Um, Jones um, and Lewis? They, yes, and so is Trey Brown. And Rashad Penny is out as well, who, since we re- since we picked him up a first round in our draft, has played maybe four games since 2018. Yeah, wow. that sounds like something we would do. <sighs> So we're uh, literally on our third string running back, which is Alex Collins. And he's he even had, and he's yeah. limited because he didn't even practice on Wednesday. He had an abdominal issue. So we've got him, DJ Dallas, you know, Chris Carson's on uh, out for the season because of his injury and surgery. So again, it, it we can't keep a running back healthy because we don't have an offensive lineman to keep him healthy. And <laughs> this is where we're at. This is how it goes for us. Hey, but it, uh, yeah. Gino Smith, he's, He's uh, off the injured list. So he was a do not practice. He was full participant on Saturday. So that's good. Right. I don't see how he was even injured because, I mean, he has, I mean, he didn't. <laughs> listen, don't even get me, listen, don't get me started on Gino. However, we can talk about him when it comes to uh, the discussion. Well, let's get started on Gino. <laughs> right, you know, I, I don't know what then. it is. I don't know what it is about Gino, but I mean, we've had him on our bench for like, what, four years now. We saw him this year. We had never really seen him before. Um, I wasn't big on him. However, of course, he made two errors, one of his, one of a defenders, and two back-to-back games that led to our losses earlier in the season. And then Russell Wilson comes back. But I also feel that Russell Wilson rushed coming back for Green Bay's game and wasn't completely healthy. And had maybe Gino had that game, he could have done a little bit more on the running side or the pass side, who knows. But um, it's a... My team is just in shambles this year, and, yeah, and it's tough. I just find it surprising that Seattle is doing so poorly this year. Like, um, you know, like the Seattle's been probably one of the most consistent teams in the NFC, you know, yeah. going back to 2012 uh, during Russell Wilson's 
rookie season. I mean, I looked at Russell Wilson's stats prior to this season. That man's never had a losing season. Never well, he's never a- missed a game until this season. He's yeah. never missed a game. Break your hand. Yeah. I mean, I'll do it to you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I have, I have a confession to make, guys. And even though Washington football team is my favorite team, hands down, without question, Russell Wilson is my favorite player. Now. Boo this man. I'm just no! this man. Be honest. I'm being honest. We're bringing and him to- over. We're bringing him over. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I will not be rooting for you t- uh, tomorrow night. But I, I do like Russell Wilson. But here's an interesting fact is that Russell Wilson's grandfather, Harrison B. Wilson, is the was the president of my alma mater, Norfolk State University. So it's a part of very, very real possibility that I saw Russell Wilson playing catch in front of the president's house when I was a student at Norfolk State. So it all comes together. That is some but, random, uh, random trivia. <laughs> You feel trivia, connected but, to him somehow now. It's yeah, like yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I do. That's pretty but cool I, though. Yeah. I think the thing about Russell Wilson that frightens me is that he could get hot. You know, I mean, he still has some really capable receivers in Tyler Lockett and um DJ uh, Metcalf, five minute DJ. Um DK, DK. DK, I'm sorry. Gays, K, they all sound the same to me right now. <laughs> I'm still recovering from Thanksgiving. I apologize. Um, but that's what frightens me the most because, I mean, even though Seattle has not played well this year, Russell has a lot of pride. And if he can string the game, string together a yeah. couple of drives, make some good connections with his receivers, he can make that game way more competitive than we want it to be. And, you know, Washington is notorious for stinking up the joint on Monday Night Football. So, you know, Say it those things, so. I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've seen us play Seattle on Monday Night Football and, uh, and Russell cooked really, really well <laughs> in those games, even though he's not preparing meals that well right now. <laughs> well, I mean, according to Greg with 2G Bells uh, up there in uh, Seattle, he said uh, uh, yesterday, Russell Wilson is enlisting the help of wife Sierra to help him with quote around the clock quote prehab, which I don't know what that is with his repaired finger says the last two weeks, a great journey that he feels better every day. Uh, and him getting back to play in four weeks was something of quote, a miracle. I'm supposed to be out there. What kind of round the clock prehab is Sierra like? Oh, are we gonna see Sierra out there like with a helmet on? Like no. Well, I know that during his his four his weeks off, he was basically getting woken up in the middle of the night to do rehab on his sure. finger. So it was like twenty four hours a day he was doing this rehab. So now that he's enlisted Awful. Sierra, I'm sure it's just that maybe the the nurse or the PT person isn't coming in the room at three in the morning. Maybe she's just doing it herself. Oh yeah, I, that's sweet. It's very sweet. not really. I don't, I, I don't know. Like when I saw that that tweet, I kept thinking to myself, like Sierra finger wife. I I don't want to go there and get in trouble and get. We're making off. this R rated now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is okay. family friendly podcast. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, but since returning from uh, you know from his surgery, Wilson's thrown zero touchdowns. And Seahawks managed zero points versus the Packers. Uh, as you alluded to earlier, they got completely dominated by their dad, uh, Colt McCoy, and the um, and the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, is it that Wilson just kind of rushed him back too early? Or what Like, what, what would you think? Like, what is the key? Is it just him? Or, or is it just it's – I mean, we saw oh, like, I mean, 104 people on the injury list. Yeah. So definitely not just him. I mean, here's the deal. I think he rushed it to come back because everybody figured everybody, I think, was counting on him to come back as the Russell Wilson after bye week against Green Bay in Green Bay. That's a huge game for the Seahawks. And and to be honest, the first three quarters were great. I mean, granted, not offensively, but we had a great defense. I mean, we Absolutely. were playing well. It was zero zero up into the fourth quarter. It was just that. Our defense got tired. We were on the field way too much. You can't be on the field that much and still expect to have a, a good quality game. So that's, we lost we've, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. We know that. And, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we all know Russell, like he's so positive. He's so amped. He wants to be back in there. We know him not wanting him 
not being in the game was hard for him, but to come back and you have that kind of performance. I mean, every one of his passes seemed off. They didn't seem to be on target, whether it's a finger issue or not. He claimed it wasn't a finger issue, but it, it didn't look like the usual Russell Wilson pre-injury. So, and then you got the Cardinals and, you know, of course we figure, well, we're at home. We've got the home field again, but our home field is not like it used to be. Like we used to have home field advantage. Now it's like, Hey, come over, come in and walk all over us. So, um, it's I mean, a little bit got, different. You guys got uh, legalized marijuana up there. Why not go up there? I mean, it's, it's Seattle's an amazing city. If anybody's never been, it's fantastic. It's I beautiful. highly recommend spending. Uh, I spent seven days there a few years ago and absolutely loved it. Um, can't wait to go back. So as, uh, Maurice alluded to our Monday night record, uh, stinks. So, uh, the first time, um, this is the first time that Washington has appeared on Monday night football since 2019. We were, when, when we played the, Bra uh, <laughs> all right. When we played the bears, <laughs> eventually I'll figure this out. You know, this talking into the mic and reading thing, uh, Washington took snaps, uh, are we, uh, snapped the seven game losing streak, or at least we're hoping to, because of, uh, the last time we won was when Colt McCoy was our quarterback and we played the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> October 27, 2014 in the, it was the overtime victory. And I remember that because we were at the kickstand, uh, watching the game and, you know, Colt McCoy was in there and nobody, you know, it's all those were they they always do the lineup of like who expects to win, you know, at the start of the game. And, and here, you know, this comes this miraculous victory in overtime. Um, and you know, it was like the hero of the day. Uh, Tony Wiley was our PR guy infamously, uh, when they're trying to get an interview with Colt McCoy after the game, he runs up to the reporter and yells at him. No means no. And then <laughs> hustles him away. Cause he wants to, uh, get him in the locker room so that coach Jay Gruden can impart some wisdom on him. It just, the, the craziest, it, there is a, like a more Washington scenario of how you could mess up the greatest night of anyone's life. We took it. Um, so, uh, it, and of course, Washington has, um, been spoiled our postseason in, in, in 2004, uh, and 2012, of course, was spoiled by Seattle, um, I, one thing I think from this game that I hope happens for Washington is Terry McLaurin is very close to having a thousand yard season again. If he he's only 265 yards away, um, he's definitely emerged as a number one receiver. Uh, I would love to get Mel's take on, on Terry McLaurin because I wonder if it's just we're ash burning ourselves that Terry is this good or does he get the respect he deserves outside of the DMV? But if he gets to a thousand yards, which I, I think barring injury, he does, he will be the first receiver in Washington history to do it since 2002 and 2003 with Lavernius Coles and Rod Gardner. Mo, I think wow. you, do you still have a Lav Coles Jersey? Uh, Maurice never had it. <laughs> oh, you never had a Lav. Oh, thank, thankfully for Lavernius Coles, you know, we got Santana Moss, but yeah. um, Mo, uh, Mel, what do you think about, what do you think about Terry McLaurin? Like, d does he get respect that he is due as having the most contested catches? You're playing behind quarterbacks that really uh, one guy was sleeping on his sister's couch at the start of the season uh, last year and gets called and takes Tom Brady to the woodshed in the playoffs uh, or try to at least. Does he earn your respect or is he just another guy out there on the field? I mean, speaking from a non-DMVWTF fan, um, yeah, thanks for getting I right. just, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're welcome. Uh, I just, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't care. I, I mean, I'm not, he's not on my fantasy football waiver wire ad list. He's not someone I was targeting during the, um, during draft day. So I can't speak on uh how much he's doing i mean congrats to him and hopefully he can get it it sounds like it's been a while since your team has had one and um it may seem to be needed uh I, if, if only one guy is doing this well or doing supposedly this well then maybe my team has a chance this coming monday oh th your team definitely has a chance no, make no mistake about it you know uh, lay down 
Stop it. That's some self-respect, man. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not laying down, but I, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic in our chances for tomorrow night because of how we've played the past two weeks. But I also understand the competitive spirit of Russell Wilson. And he's not going to lay down. I mean, that dude's a warrior. So, like, mm-hmm. if he gets hot, you know, if, you know, if you start getting those spices out, you know, and he starts, you know, chopping the vegetables, you know, um, it could be a problem. So if my, I feel like if Washington's going to win the game tomorrow night, then we have to put the seeds of doubt in Seattle early. If Russell Wilson's able to inspire any form of hope in that offense, it could be a long night. And again, this guy's never had a losing season before. You know, he's got some capable receivers on the offensive side of the ball. We need to be careful. This is not going to be an easy game is what I'm saying. All right, Mel, how do do the Seattle Seahawks win this game? Uh, Honestly, it's going to need to be Russell. I mean, it's got to be Russell. At this point, we're down offensive linemen. We're down to one and a half running backs. Um, I say it's going to be, it's going to be the long ball. It's going to be up to DK and Tyler, um, maybe even a couple other people that can just get open in the end zone. I know we've had our tight end Everett, uh, Gerald Everett, we've had, we haven't really executed him as well as he probably should be used. Uh, I think that's, you know, open air out to Everett in the end zone is a good, is a, is a good play. Um, it's like I said, it's going to be up to Russell. He's got to be able to deliver. He's got to be able to hit the, hit these receivers. And, um, we can't count on him being able to stay in the pocket. We got to be able to, I'm hoping he can scramble well, because there's some games where Russell scrambles too late and he's getting sacked. We know our offensive line is shaky. And so him not scrambling on time or being able to get out the pocket um, right when he's feeling it or sensing it, he's got to do that because him just staying and sitting down and getting sacked, you know, two, three times a game is not going to work for us today. I'm hoping or Monday. That John Allen and Deron Payne completely <laughs> feast on those backup offensive linemen. And I, I hope they cause yeah. a real problem for, cause I think that's going to be your big issue, right? You've got yeah. these studs and then when they go sit on the bench, you got Matt Ioannidis and Tim Settle, you got to deal with. And the fact that our defensive ends will be backups, James Smith Williams last week, he, his big play of the game comes at the last play of the game for Washington on defense where he sacks uh, uh, Cam Newton. So yeah, what do you think will be the headline following this game on Monday night or Tuesday morning <laughs> when, when you're firing up the old Twitters? What is everybody going to be talking about? Uh, I think it'll be I think it'll be a, a Russell Wilson returns. Ooh. Return of the Jedi. Okay. <laughs> Mo uh, Maurice, what is your what is your headline? What do you think people will be talking about? Uh, I say Washington wins a nail biter against a rejuvenated Russell Wilson. Uh, I think that the quality of our interior defensive line will keep pressure on him throughout the day. And I think that our, our backup um, DNs will play serviceable to keep Russell contained. I think that's going to be the big issue. Can we keep Russell contained inside the pocket to allow uh, John Allen and Deron Payne to work and get some pressure on him? Uh, I also think that we'll be talking about um, Antonio Gibson. I think that, um, I think it's a team we can run on. And good things. I think if we, I think if we establish the running game early, if he can, you know, secure the ball and not fumble it like he did last week and get into a rhythm. It could be a long day for the Seahawks defense against Washington. So uh, I think I'm thinking 24-21 Washington. Um, uh, I think Seattle's going to score some points tomorrow. All right. Um, Mel, is Russell Wilson playing in Seattle next season? Uh as much as I would want to see him, I also want to see my team improve. And with him seemingly um, not being open to contract negotiations and restructuring his current contract to help us alleviate some um, some money issues, I feel like he probably will go. Um, I think just enough of I think enough of the 
the swirling of rumors and discussion this last season, I think has some truth behind it, whether he wants to admit it, whether his people want to admit it. Um, if he leaves, I, I just hope we get, you know, two to three good draft picks, maybe somebody in return for trade. I, I love Russell Wilson and I'll always support him and, and, and wear his jersey, but um, I'm not tied to the quarterback and uh, I want my team to win. So if we can't, you know, be able to build an offensive line, get some key players in there to help us win, then, hey, we've got to still make moves. We can't be living in 2010. We have to move and progress towards uh, 2022, 25, and et cetera. We've got to keep on. I've never, I haven't been at a three, seven year since what? Early 2000. <laughs> Listen, and it's funny because, you know, I, um, I, I live in Las Vegas, but I've, I've been, I'm from Seattle. So we have, the, I have a lot of Seattle sports ties, but there's a meme out there. And it's like, you know, at what cost is, our Mariners have been terrible for over 20, 25 years. And at what cost the Mariners are doing good at what cost is that? And it's like, well, your Seahawks are going to lose. Your Huskies are going to lose. Your Kraken are going to lose. So we want our Seahawks to get back in it. I, I don't know. I, I need at least a 500 season. So yeah, if, if Russell has to go, I'll be sad about it. But um, Hey, how long has he been there? 10 years now? Like it's time for some fresh legs, time for some new blood. I'm are with you, it. I think Tom are you Brady a Marvel would, fan? would disagree. I saw that meme on your Twitter. What? Are you a Marvel fan? Because I saw that meme on your Twitter. I'm not a Marvel. I mean, I watch Marvel, but do I, you know, run to be the first person in line to see the movies or get a comic now? Huh? Oh, that's me. That's me. Yeah, that's that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so Russ's contract uh, this year is only, what, $19 million? There, If they were to get rid of him, he's got a dead cat number, like 58 uh, this is out season next year. It's 24 and then it goes up to 27. Um, he has a $40 million cap hit though. Um, at, at 2023. So, I mean, not crazy numbers for somebody to go and kind of take a chance on them, but then you only really have two years before you have to resign them and you know, it's not going to be cheap. Right. And you got to figure out to where, you know, Sierra wants to live. So um, she's not going anywhere. She's not going to go to Cincinnati. She's not going to go to, uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would say like uh, uh, the LA Rams will probably trade for them because that's just what they do. Like they don't have any more traffic. They <laughs> managed to pay for somebody, but that's a great stop. I wouldn't mind golf. I mean, golf's been doing all right, you know. Or Stafford, Stafford, no, Stafford. No, Stafford. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Stafford's been no, doing you well. Don't want Jared Goff, he's on a zero. No, definitely team. not Goff. No, huh? I know. <laughs> but you know what, though, I will say this: I'm not saying he's great. It's the team, but they you know me. I would hate to be a Lions fan, not only because of the Lions, but they've had like what half their games have been in overtime or within a kick. Like, how could? Can you imagine losing that bad every time? Like you're that close every time you're losing. I just. I think it's one of those things that becomes a self-perpetuating problem, right? Like it becomes less about like when you buy into the defeatist attitude that like you're, all you're going to do is just lose and you're going to find ways to lose. Um, you know, it's almost time to kind of blow the whole thing up. And uh, I, we have the, the one of our um, bar managers at where we hold our rallies every week, he's a lions fan and we commiserate. <laughs> Uh, and we, it's funny is I always run into Lions fans and like, I feel like we're a fellow abused fan base. So we all get along really well. Um, but that's it's a different those, level of abuse from the, from the Lions. Though. They, like we've never seen that kind of abuse before. It is, but that's I mean, tough. look, we're really not that, I, I, I hate to say it. Like we, we like to pick on the Browns and the Lions for being Drek and the Jaguars. But I mean, we have made some of the same silly decisions. Um, Give me a final score, and then we're going to move on to some final thoughts. Mel, give me a I'm final go, score for tomorrow. 17-14 uh, Seahawks. Ooh, that's a low score. That's a low score. Maurice, are you uh, going to go side with your new favorite team, or are you sticking with your old love? <laughs> I mean, come on, man. I'm, I'm Washington all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. But I'm, I'm going 24-21 Washington. I'm just... I'm just putting a caveat out there that Russ could start cooking and it could be a problem. That's all. So if it happens, don't be surprised. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I, it's funny because 
I think either he's going to have an amazing game or he's going to have one of the games that he's been having. Like we, we, I have been trying to do my best to try to figure out like where his, you know, how practice has gone for him this week and any insight. And it seems like they've real, really been tight lipped on kind of where he's been. Um, I think we may end up seeing some Geno Smith. That's going to be my, I think if, if it's, if it's close late and, um, but Russ just ain't doing it. I think we may see Geno Smith get in there and throw a few interceptions, just like what he's used to. Um, <laughs> just to help you guys out. Just Come yeah, on. Just, uh, I mean, I think. Just to put a caveat out there, like last year, Seattle beat us 20 to 15. So, I mean, and this was December 20th of 2020. So just, I know there's not exactly the same team as last year, but, you know, they have experience coming to Washington and beating us. So there was always, there's always this thing like gamblers use, like if it's a team coming from West to East and they're playing like at one o'clock on Sunday, Mm -hmm. um, like always pick the home team, always, always pick the East coast team. You know, you get the benefit of playing Monday night. So you get the extra day of, you know, kind of the rest up Um, Washington in this case, of course, gets kind of messed over because uh, it's a short week for us. We get to go out to Las Vegas and face the Raiders. (laughs) So Mel, I'm going to transition back to you because a lot of Washington fans are headed out to yeah. Las Vegas for the game, yeah. including Maurice. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend asked me, she goes, do you want to go? Like you totally could go. And I'm like, no, uh, but uh, you know, I thought about it, but every time I go out to Vegas, I always come back a lot poorer. Um, <laughs> so as being somebody from Vegas, what are yeah. some of the must do's that, that are like our folks are going to start descending on Friday. Uh, oh yeah. I've already gotten calls. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what are Thursday some of the night. things they should be doing when they're out there in Vegas? Well, and this is for anyone that maybe is still thinking about going uh, just FYI, you do need to be vaccinated or have at least one shot to get into the stadium. So wow. this isn't, yeah. If you're thinking of going and didn't realize it yet, you should hopefully realize it soon. Um, Cause you'll need that to get in. Uh, Vegas. I mean, come on, there's all these new, cause the resort world just opened, which is huge what down is in Las world? Vegas brand new casino i think it's got like three towers in there i I personally i don't go to the strip unless i'm going to a game usually so it's either hockey basketball football that's when i'm at the strip um you definitely need to go to a steakhouse uh there's one of my favorites that i go to they have a happy hour which is 50 percent off all their steaks all throughout the evening every day yeah what what's it's pretty intense name It's called Herbs and Rye. I hope I should be getting money from them right now. Herbs and Rye. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's delicious. Um, I mean, if there are guys are hikers, right now is a perfect time. It's still 70 degrees in Las Vegas during the day. So really? if you can get out to Red Rock and go hiking, you can do like a little um, water tour on Lake Las Vegas. Um, there's isn't plenty like of things. A, to- isn't that like a water treatment lake? No. <laughs> lake las vegas is a man-made lake right. but they have like but they but have like the little no uh-uh. no okay no you know with the la river <laughs> yeah i'm not sure where that is sorry no <laughs> uh of course the people you know they love their gambling so i'm sure everybody's gonna be in the casinos gambling oh, yeah. um i don't know i'm assuming that unlv probably doesn't play anymore i don't know if the season's over with yet no one pays attention to them too the much however there there is a the pac-12 basketball tournament that's going to be there um i think there's also a few other basketball things at t-mobile um go to as many games as you can here's the deal. if you're Thinking of going last minute to the game on uh, with the with the WTF and the Raiders, then my suggestion is wait until Rude. the day of the game to get your tickets because these ticket prices drop the They're day crazy. of so fast. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. ridiculous. But the stadium is beautiful. I'd say the only issue I have and the gripe I have is that there's no tail. I mean, there is some tailgating, but not what most real fans are used to because there's no parking really around allegiance stadium it's very 
they basically built the state of mill in the middle of um, across the street from the strip and there's very little parking at all so tailgating is usually there's a nice place outside of luxor they have a whole beer garden outside the luxor hotel which is a walking distance across the bridge to the stadium that's a great place to tailgate and to enjoy your time but um there's not a whole lot of tailgating actually at Allegiant. And then take time to be able to walk around the, the, the stadium because it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's a beautiful stadium. I was going to ask you about the beer garden because they have a VIP experience. I'm kicking the tires about that. Is that VIP experience worth it? Is it the one over at Luxor? Yeah, the beer you know? garden at Luxor. Yeah, yeah. so it, what it is is I think the VIP is actually they have um, – you know those crates? What are those crates called? Like on the on the ships? You know those crate like containers? Container containers? Yeah. yeah. So they have yeah. those. They have containers that are kind of built into these little like VIP. I don't know rooms. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of those around in a circle. But I don't know. I, know. I think you get like some. I think you get some food. It's actually pretty nice. Um, but I mm-hmm. think you get some food and some drinks. But I and I think there's different. Um, like I know I went for the Seahawks preseason game and like you know Marshawn Lynch and a bunch of the old Seahawks family and moms were there. And so mm-hmm. those are some of the people you got to kind of mix and mingle with if you had, were in the VIP. Um, so I'm not sure what may be there this game, but they usually have like you know seasoned players that have previously played for the teams around or other mm-hmm. events, but there's a great, it's a great place to watch other games as well as mix and mingle and hang out live music and DJ and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah. I, I wonder, cause you know, Charlotte is that way. There's no real tailgating. I mean, there's like surface lots in uptown, sure. but uh, like, I, I seem like more stadiums now are going away from having like this massive parking lot where you could tailgate where it's just kind of like, Hey, ballpark village. If you want to go do that, do that there. Um, so I wonder if that's going to be the wave of the future with all these new stadiums. Cause it just seems like a waste to have a giant parking lot. That's never used, but seven, what I guess not even 17 times. It's like what nine times, 10 times a year. And then yeah. you pave it and you, and you have it there and you pay taxes on it. The whole thing. Like, it just seems like a real waste. But I think at least in some of those instances, like even Seattle, like we don't have a, a huge parking lot. There's a couple big, you know, areas, but there's a whole, you know, sides of roads and areas that are all, you know, basically enclosed for the game days where you get to tailgate amongst a bunch of people throughout right. the different bars all around. So mm-hmm. that's still a good tailgating experience. It's just in here on Allegiant Stadium, there's not even bars around. Like you're literally in the middle of a business district. And so there's a couple parking areas around the stadium. And there's, of course, the lots of like some mm. nearby dirt road that decided to make, you know, make some extra money for the weekend. But there's no real places that you can just kind of walk around and kick back at unless you're at mm. uh, one of the casinos across, across the bridge. So right. Mandalay Bay, a, Luxor. Yeah. Are there plans for more development around there? Not that I know of now. I mean, they have shuttle areas. So I think like, you know, some one of the casinos, um, the local casinos, a, a few places they shuttle in fans from. So I think those areas, you know, you can tailgate and then get shuttled in. But the issue with shuttling is, you know, everybody comes at a different time. But when the game's over, everybody wants to leave at the same time. And you're left with a huge standstill of trying to get out of the stadium. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, just yeah. ask everybody trying to take Metro home from FedEx Field <laughs> on Monday night when Metro <laughs> decides to stop running in the fourth quarter. You're going to the game tomorrow, right? Yes, I'll be at the game. Okay. Are you parking there or are you taking Metro? I am parking there. I actually yeah, bought a Metro. parking pass. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, are, you tail- are you tailgating there? Um, I don't know if I'll be tailgating a lot, but I do want to get there a little bit early because I do want to check it out. Part, you know, I, I do enjoy seeing a new stadium every year. So this is my right. new stadium for this the year that I haven't stadium. seen. And it's not, listen, I know it's not high tech, I know, but it's the fact that I have been to it and it's the only, um, it's the only football team that has a live band in the whole NFL. Not so. anymore. Nope. <gasps> they got rid of it? No, there's no band anymore because we don't sing Hell to the, the Red They got the drummers though. They got the drummers. Yeah, the That's drum cool. line's there, but it's not the same. No. Yeah. It's, it used Wait, to be, there's no, uh, Yeah, you missed it. You missed yeah. it. Dang, so, when did they get rid of it? This is the first time hearing. Yeah, with all when the we uh, uh, left, because what are you going to sing? Like they don't want people to sing like "Hail the Redskins," but 
Yeah, but they could have sang something. I mean, they could still be playing something. I mean, they should be. I I hope they bring it back because that's wild. Yeah, it's been a a contention amongst all of us because we don't know what to do. Like when you score a touchdown, right? So it's like we like at our bar, we still sing Hail to the Redskins because we don't know what to do. And then we'll play something else like, you know, something more modern. But it's just it's been what we've all done for since 1930s. Like everybody's always saying that stupid song. And it's great because especially when you have folks that come in that are from other teams and they're watching the game with you, just how degraded they feel when they hear you sing this song off pitch and loudly Mm -hmm. for two minutes. It's basically like, it's not unusual by Tom Jones, like over and over and over and over again um, to somebody who's uninitiated. It got got frenetic when we'd be winning a game and we kept on singing the song and every, in every iteration, if we're winning a game, it fans get more and more enthusiastic about it. But if, you, should. if you're going to go to some tailgates, uh, I would recommend if you're in the red zone, uh, recommend extreme skins tailgate, uh, Chrissy and Pez, you can tell them uh, Maurice said hello, or, or you can go to the uh, 44 diesel tailgate and D 63. That's in the, uh, RV parking lot. It's a big bus. Ask for uh, DK. Um, tell them where he said hello. Um, so you got some uh, some recommendations for some tailgate areas. <laughs> well, I'll have to have you text me that information. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, parking, I'll, but yeah, I'll text for you. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, you guys have you guys have really shot my hopes down for this game tomorrow. Now, like I was really looking forward to a live band. And uh, you, were you practicing the song? Is that what you were doing? No, it's time? not even that. It's just I I figured. Well, here's the, I figured the live band was also playing other songs. It wasn't just they only do one thing and that's the only thing they do for the entire game. They, they've done. I figured like songs. you know they're playing like a little you know tequila and whatever else they play during football you awesome. know games you know. But no, I think uh, you know sadly I I think they are trying to figure out what to do next. And we're in this weird transition period of what is, what is the next iteration of football team look like? And it's just, um, and so that's one of those things that kind of went away. And I think a lot of fans, myself included, like I could care less really about the name. Like truly, uh, I don't want it to be commanders. I think that name stinks. I don't want it to be presidents. That's awful. Armada stinks. I don't agreed, want a bunch agreed. of these. I, you know, I'm I'm on the the wolves bandwagon, um, and it, we need to have a name because, uh, like as you've uh, alluded to numerous times, being the WTF or the WFT or whatever, it's just not good. It's tacky. So it, it makes it sound like we're the great value of football teams, like along with Doctor Sparky <laughs> and Mountain Lightning, the Kroger. So, yeah, we're the, we're the, the Kroger brand soda. So anyway, great, um, great value. <laughs> yeah, I hope that you have a great time. Uh, bring a poncho, just even if it's not going to rain, because you may get sewage rain down on you, um, <laughs> as that's happened so far this season. So. Um, Wrapping up, I just want to say, well, first of all, thank you for waking up so early and hanging with us. This has been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, thank you for your also your must do's. And I'm going to try to transcribe that and and put it in our notes for folks that want to come out because um, I think they're going to have a great time in Vegas. I think that's what yeah. ultimately the experience that everybody has going there is uh, what I hope we develop in Washington that. Uh, like people want to come out to games and it becomes an experience. So can I add um, one other thing? If you haven't, maybe if you're not going to the game per se, or maybe you get there early enough and you can go on Saturday, I believe Circa, the new uh, hotel downtown, their stadium swim is still open. And that's the whole pool that you can literally watch every single game on the huge big screen. So you can sit there by the pool because they're still heated and you can watch any game that you want. I mean, every game for college sports, for base, you know, whatever basketball and then football on Sundays. It's this a good time actually, to be there. This is actually going to be a great weekend for college football because all the conference championships are this week. Like SEC mm-hmm. um, championship is going to be on Saturday. The Pac-12 championship is in Vegas Friday night, 5 o'clock um, Vegas time. So I'm thinking about going to that game. Um, and then uh, also uh, for fans that are going to Las Vegas, uh, the Washington Football Talk pod, you know, JP, JP, Mitch, and Pete are having a – pod party at Mandalay Bay um, called Eye Candy. Um, mm. 
So stay tuned to that. So just want to co-sign on their event. So I'll probably swing through there as well when I get out there uh, this uh, weekend for the Vegas game. Yeah, I love the Mandalay Bay. That's where I usually stay when I stay out there. Um, it's a really nice casino. Hopefully they still kept it up. It's been a few years, but it's it was always like the most fun. Say at the Luxor was cool. I met Dog the Bounty Hunter because uh, <laughs> they were having a bounty hunter convention. I just happened to meet dogs. That was fun. Uh, you never know who you're going to meet in Vegas. Keep your eyes open is really what I'm saying there because it could be uh, you could meet Maurice, you could meet uh, you could meet Mel. You never know. So thank you for coming and um, spending the morning with us uh, again. Girl Chat Sports is your is your brand is your podcast is your Twitter your Facebook. Um, follow Girl Chat Sports on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, MySpace. Um, like, you know, yeah, Christian exactly. Mingle, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> Farmers only, black people meet. It's all yes. there. Yeah. And then uh, we're going to do our fan question. I'm going to give the, the fan uh, submissions at the end of this. Um, but the fan question until our next episode is, should Washington attempt to trade for Russell Wilson this offseason? So send us an audiogram with your answer by visiting dctweetteam.com and clicking the message icon, and then your response will be um, on the next episode. So should Washington attempt to trade for Russell Wilson this offseason? And then also feel free to send us an audiogram during the game. Uh, send us your hot takes of what's happening. You can send your feedback. You know, you could call into one of these radio stations and sit on hold for an hour, or you could just go to dctweetteam.com, hit the message button, Send us some ramblings, please. Uh, if you wouldn't mind keeping the cursing to a, a reasonable amount, because that's more <laughs> editing than I have to do. Uh, and I just don't have the patience for it. So, uh, but yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd love to, hopefully we're at the end of the game. I have no voice. We're screaming. We're having a good time. Um, also, uh, we could use some five-star reviews on Apple podcasts. So if you wouldn't mind hitting up Apple podcasts, and um, giving us a five-star review. Also do that to Girl Chat Sports because if you have a listen to her podcast uh, with, with Mel and Mo, they are really, really good, and they're really passionate you. about what they do, and it's a well, it's a good subscribe. Um, so give them a like, give them a follow, give them a whatever you do, give them a swipe right, uh, <laughs> and then we will be back in your podcast feeds, I guess, what, Tuesday-ish? Um, yeah, with yeah, a recap yeah. of the Seattle game, and then we will be looking forward to the Raiders uh, later in the week. Later in the week. So, final thoughts, Mode uh, Maurice. Did I give you? I keep calling. See, that's what happens. Is I know your co-host is Mo, and then I see Maurice, and I want to call him Mo, and so it's just <laughs> it's really confusing. Uh, Maurice, you got any final thoughts you want to share before we get out of here? Yeah, I'm just looking forward, uh, forward to an exciting contest tomorrow between uh, Washington and Seattle. I think it will be. I think Monday night is still uh, magical. Uh, I love Monday night football games. And if I wasn't going to Las Vegas and saving up all my gambling money, I probably would have went to the Seattle game uh, tomorrow night. But, uh, you know, the lights to be on. It's going to be a great time. And uh, hopefully we can get a win. I feel good about a win. But I, I, I shouldn't feel good about anything because uh, I'm a pessimistic sports fan. So, Mel, give us your final thoughts. What is your – bless us with, uh, your, with your final your final thoughts here. I'd love for Russell Wilson to just connect this game, uh, to be able to throw some balls and get at least a, if not a couple touchdowns, would be perfect for me. Um, I'm, I'm just hoping that we don't completely blow this one, but I, I have confidence, you know, we haven't lost three games in a row and I don't know how many years. So this would be Fingers the three. Crossed. So Fingers we're going to win because it's but not happened. You know, you do that. We, we help you get three losses in a row. No, I am not going to happen. I am I am hoping that John Allen and Deron Payne do all of the cooking. I hope that they take over Russell's cookbook and they send him into the dirt multiple times. I'm hoping for like we, we need a lot of we're we're deficient on sacks. And I hope that they just completely feast on that defensive, that offensive line of, of backups and also rands. Because uh, hey, I think that's where he's going to be one. Because if, if Russ can find DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, that's going to be a problem because they're really good. Yeah. 
Uh, I think that though, if you let Duran and John do their thing, it's got to be good. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining. Thank you for listening. uh, Oh, okay. What you got? Before we get off, uh, I want to ask Mel: uh, Is is Pete Carroll in the hot seat? Oh. Uh, yeah, I think he is. I mean, listen, we love Pete. I think everybody loves Pete. It's just that at some point, you know, even though there's been offensive coordinator changes and defensive coordinator changes, it's like we still struggle. Um, there just needs to be some new fresh eyes possibly on the team. And, if you know, they always say next game we're going to do more of this. And, I, you know, it's like you listen to Pete and you listen to Russell and it's the same exact person. They have exactly the same thing to say. They say it the same exact way. It's like we need to kind of uh, spice things up a little bit. So there could definitely be some changes should this um, historic <laughs> losing season continue on. If, if- if Seattle moves away from Pete Carroll um, in the offseason, I think the Jim first Zorn. Person, Jim Zorn, no. your man. <laughs> I think the I think the first person Seattle needs to interview would be Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator for Kansas City Chiefs. I love Eric Bieniemy. I would love for him, but I know that was something that the Raiders want too. I think some of the Raiders fans would like to have him as their next coach too. But I would, I would, I I appreciate Eric Bieniemy. I would love to have him there. Um, you know, it's just, it's a tough call right now. Everybody loves Pete. It's a kind of like, you know, your granddad, like you love your granddad. You don't want him to, you know, have to stop working, but at the same time as you want to keep winning. And if he can't bring wins, then what can we do? Right. Yeah. I feel like you guys are spoiled for riches, right? You've had a Super Bowl, another Super Bowl that you've been to, like, Come on. We've had three. Else... We've had three in these two decades. I like, know. you like, know, can, can I mean, let somebody else have a chance here. Let's yeah, just say it. Shout out to the Seahawks how they took Peyton Man and Soul in that Super Bowl. Although I'll never forget that. That was one of That I was think, a wild ride. Let me outside of the Washington Super Bowls, uh, that was probably one of my favorite Super Bowls to watch because they took Peyton Man and Soul and uh, it was an amazing thing to watch. 43 to 8. Yes. Unreal. All right. Until next time, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being here. Mel, for listening, five star reviews, all the yada, yada, yada. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks.